It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the Fairy Boss Mother. Hi, Mer friends. You know that this podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, and we thought we'd do something fun and different while we are all staying at home. So I got together with some of my Frolic Podcast friends, Sarah from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, Zoe and Kelsey from Tea and Strumpets, and Kelly from Boobies and Newbies. That's right. Those are all the names of those podcasts. And we talked about weird things that we bought for quarantine, some good book stuff, and we told a lot of jokes. In short, it was mayhem, but the best kind. I really love all of the podcasts and the hosts of the podcasts in the Frolic Podcast Network, and I really hope you like meeting my friends and will also listen to their podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Kensington Books. I want to tell you about Island Affair, a new book by U.S. Today best-selling author Priscilla Oliveris. Island Affair launches a new series set in Key West and filled with humor, Latinx culture, and fun family dynamics perfect for summer beach reading. When her flaky boyfriend ditches her on her family's vacation, a social media influencer recruits a Cuban firefighter paramedic to play her fake fiancé so she can maintain the image of her picture-perfect life. That's right, the book has fake engagement, vacation fling, firefighter, all good things, things I like. Also, on a side note, Priscilla Oliveras is wonderful. I've met her. She's a gem of a person, and her books are really good, especially if you like romantic comedies. Island Affair is available wherever books are sold. We are now recording. Yay! It's time for Mayhem. So uh, welcome to the entirely Weird and Mayhem group podcast. We have many podcasters here, (laughs) and we're all a little loopy because we've all been in the house a lot. With possibly with uh, just a dog or many other humans. Um, I am Sarah Wendell. I run Smart Podcast Trashy Books and Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And this whole thing was the idea of Laura, who is that way. Uh, what, what? Oh, no. That way for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm there. In, in my um, scene, I'm on top. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so this whole idea, this whole thing was the idea of Laura. Um, so we are going to show up and try to make each other laugh. Yes. And hopefully make our people who will be listening laugh too, right? Yes. yes. All right, Laura, so I take, take full, it away. Thank you. I take full responsibility for anything that's about to happen. <laughs> so it's my fault. Um, so I thought since we are the Frolic Podcast Network, which I'm excited to be a part of, and we have all of these cool, funny podcasts full of people who like books and romance and pop culture and gossip, um, that it would be... So here we are in these weird quarantine times, right? And and I I read a lot of like historical romance, but also historical fiction. And whenever it's World War II, I'm like stressing because I'm like I don't know what my role would be. I, <laughs> I'm not good at austerity, and I'm like not good at secrets, and like so I don't know. <laughs> but I just I, finished a book yeah. where there was a cholera outbreak. The cholera ep- epidemic was happening yeah. in the book, and there were so many little things in the book where I was like, well, that's also happening now. That's not yes. really very reassuring. And Sarah and I just read a book where um, the main character pretends to have consumption for a yes. novel. <laughs> yes, not the most, um, how do you want to say, sympathetic thing I've ever seen a heroine do, mm-hmm. but not her fault. Clearly, <laughs> our setting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just happens, guys. Like, you know, pestilence is like a human thing. Okay. So, um, uh, but then, so then when all of this started to go down and I was home and I was like, oh, wait, I have a podcast. I was like, okay, no, I know my role now in the wartime. It is part of a covert wartime radio show. Awesome. Yes. So uh, that's when I was, that's when I messaged Sarah and was like, let's do a big frolic episode where we're all together for the network and the resistance or something. (laughs) The resistance in this case is just like your own viral resistance and your own immunity system, but like (laughs) all together for the country. Yes. (laughs) Um, So my idea, and, and also I always wanted to be in the USO, but they would never take me. So this is also like, 
how I'm mm. gonna how we are gonna combine the USO, our wartime network, and entertain the people while they are at home, while also introducing them to all of our podcasts because they should know about that. So my idea for this is that we would tell a joke and that, or maybe give something that was like making us laugh or helping us in like the boredom of, and the weirdness that we live in now. Um, If we are lucky enough to be at home. And also I think we should give a big shout out to all of our essential workers right now who are making it safe for us to be at home. All of our nurses and doctors and hospital staff and, grocery workers and the liquor store, bless them. Um, <laughs> bless up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bless. Bless. You um, could only see the bottle of gin that I walked through the liquor store cradling like a baby. <laughs> I found it and there were only two left. So I took one. My husband's like, did you find the gin? And I'm like holding it like an infant. Like, yes, yes. I, I found the gin. And that's so good of you. Now. You only took one and left one for oh, somebody else. Nice. I will not hoard gin. That is no. not the right way. <laughs> Besides, it was a lot of gin. If I took all that gin, I would really not be in good shape. <laughs> it's a really big bottle. So can I tell a quick pertinent story like time, like of the times? Because so yesterday, my husband and I were arguing over the grocery order because he said, well, this is really expensive. And we just did a grocery order. And I was like, trying to get a lot of sugar, which is hard to get right now, but we feed Orioles, like we feed birds with the sugar. And I'm like really worried that like these like birds that only come around this time of the year won't have their food. So I was like, we need to get like a couple of bags of sugar so we can make sure that the Orioles have their food. And he was like, well, it's really expensive. And there's not even like any proteins on this order. And then like at that same time, a delivery arrives for him, which is like six bottles of bourbon. And I was like, excuse me? And I can't get my sugar for the Oreo. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Yeah. So anyhow, we we got the sugar. So So you won that argument. Thank you, bourbon delivery Is there protein in your bourbon choice, sir? I'm not sure. I mean, he tried to argue that like, you know, it's for a long time and you got to order enough for delivery and anyhow, whatever. We we are not impressed. No, that's oh, you were totally right yeah here. the yeah the the bourbon totally won that for you. <laughs> um, I also think it's weird what you stock up on. Like when the panic part of my brain turned on as I was grocery shopping. Like aside from toilet paper, um, I, I got like an Amazon pantry delivery a few weeks ago, and and I had bought like jugs of ranch dressing and, <laughs> and sweet tea powder. And I was like, I live in a Manhattan apartment. Like there's not really room for like jugs. So it's like this rich. big, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a sausage right. stamp. And like, so I'm like, what am I going to, how long am I going to be here with all this ranch dressing? <laughs> of all the things, ranch yeah. dressing. That's that so made- that made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. In the in the quarantine times, we have acquired a pizza stone and a waffle. <laughs> so, and you know, now we we wonder what took us so long to get the waffle maker, but those have been our things. And then like the ingredients we keep trying to get for both of those things, you know, and whenever we have them, we make it. But it is funny, like the things that all of a sudden you decide are like, you, you should have that. Like, why oh, yeah. don't I have that thing? <laughs> Would you like a really good recipe? Uh, yeah. Or okay, so for ranch dressing a, or just no? <laughs> I don't. I have no uh, suggestions just for the ranch dressing. I, like I was just sitting there, like how many carrots is that? Like that many bottles of ranch dressing? How many bags of carrots? No, for the waffle maker, there's a really cool cookbook called Will It Waffle, and one of the recipes we got from Will It Waffle is faux waffles. They are falafel in the waffle maker, Ooh. and the recipe yeah. is. Super, super good. Um, it's mostly staples. Like you use dried uh, chickpeas, parsley, garlic, tahini, that kind of thing. We but have because you, right? I, I, I have a PDF of the recipe. I will send oh, it to awesome, you. Awesome. Um, because you put the falafel dough, the falafel batter, in the waffle maker, and then you cook it in the waffle maker. It gets really crispy, little squares, and then you can put the toppings on top of the piece of falafel that has all this like space for extra stuff. It is so good. Like when we make fal- falafels at home, oh my um, gosh! All of all of the members of my house, including the, the picky eaters, are like on board. We have to make a recipe and a half. Oh my god. And then it's like oh, and they're gone. They're so well, good. I'll send you the recipe. And yeah, Zoe, so if, if you need something that's way less healthy than that, um tater tots on your waffle iron. <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah. I saw a video of someone doing that where they made a tater tot waffle. And then when I went to the store last Monday, I bought tater tots. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing to buy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, well, half the time when you go to the freezer section, there are no vegetables in no. the freezer section. No so this last vegetables. time I went, it's very interesting because I go to the grocery store all of once a week now. And every time I go, there's some things I can find. And then the next time they're gone. Yeah. So like this time I found more veggies in the freezer section. So I bought tater tots because <laughs> I was like, these I can put in the freezer. And I bought French fries because I was like, these I can also put in the freezer. Um, <laughs> right. French fries. You yeah. Know? But, the, but then this time I went and I couldn't find any oatmeal at all versus the last time I could find oatmeal. Is this and- like the quarantines in World War II where like you'd go to the store and there'd be no <laughs> lipstick and then you'd go to the store and there'd be no shoe polish? Like, it's like for me because like, right? every time I go, there's like a new section that's empty. Yes, like, you I, can, I don't know which one it's going to be. Yes. And different things at different stores too, because I've gone to multiple stores and gotten bread there, but other places they have no bread yeah. and other places it's eggs well, and milk. I went to one grocery store just because I go to one specific store where I buy like my, like all the meat I get, because they just usually have a better selection and the quality is a little bit better. So that's where we choose to buy it. And I passed their section because I was like, I'm literally just here for meat. That's what I'm buying here because everything else is more expensive there. But they had eggs. And then I was going to like, I was like, oh, I'll just get those at Safeway. And then I went to Safeway and Safeway only God. had like the tiny cart. They had like three more tiny cartons of eggs. I was like, well, should have gotten it at the other grocery store, but I'm not going there again for another week. So <laughs> I think the moral of the story is that like, basically we are, we are all pioneers now. It's like the Oregon Trail game and it's just With like, get... Water. Yeah, with the waffle iron. Like, we, I, yeah, we're doing better than, like, you know, dysentery and, like, all of that. But like, by, you have enough toilet paper in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, no, we just have you to think of yourself as, like, a pioneer survivor. And you, Pretty like, much. Get, the, get the supplies. It's also a treasure hunt. You know, yeah. I show up from the grocery store and I'm, like, well, I couldn't get this. But, babe, look what else <laughs> I was able to find. <laughs> I feel Victory. like it really, it really is, like, the Oregon Trail, too, because, like, when you played the Oregon Trail, you always had that one stupid item in your you know, <laughs> wagon that you were like, I shouldn't bring a piano, but like, I really want to bring a piano. What like, if you need yeah. it? Yeah. Like, do I need eight more sets of clothes? I don't know. Maybe food would serve me better. Or ranch dressing. You could also get ranch dressing. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I think the logic for that was that I had gotten a bunch of frozen pizza and I was thinking, what if I'm really drunk and I want ranch dressing on my frozen pizza? Like these, these like the activities at home. Wait, well, those are I, things you do together? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Ranch dressing on pizza, especially frozen pizza, because frozen pizza is not the blender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So, that's better than no pizza. Yeah. So ranch dressing <laughs> on pizza and frozen pizza, especially yeah. elevate elevates it. It's just a whole culinary thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and so- now you can just put some pizza on top of your ranch <laughs> dressing. Yes. And that's, it's going to be just like, I'm going to start making it like a little sauce. I'm going to be like a Michelin chef and just Dipping be like a little, in. little sauce. Yeah. On <laughs> so yeah. after this airs, if there's a ranch yeah. dressing, ranch, ranch dressing shortage, mm-hmm. We know but why. It's my yeah. Head. It's it's Laura's fault. Oh yeah, yeah. my mind is blown. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm having homemade pizza blown, tonight. But you haven't heard about ranch dressing. No, I have never. Yeah. Heard, oh my god! I, like we're having we're making homemade pizza tonight, and I'm like, that's delicious. On the side, a little dip. I learned it from a from a friend who's um, from Detroit, and I guess that's how she always ate pizza. And definitely when we would be like going out to bars together, and my, then having your your nighttime your night your like nightcap slice. Before the first you like time, stumble home. Yeah. The first time I put ranch dressing on pizza in front of my husband, he's not from America. And he was oh. like, what American <laughs> thing are you doing right now? <laughs> he's like, I think that's the most American thing I've seen. Ranch dressing I mean, on everything. Yeah. I mean, he's not true. wrong. He's <laughs> not. That's like a diplomatic incident waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Should we tell, we've already told some jokes. Also, I just realized that none of us introduced ourselves really. So yeah, we're just talking. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
But I, do you guys want to tell jokes now? Because I, I want to tell my Yeah. Story. Tell your yeah. joke. Okay, but the rule, the rule of the jokes is that if one of us says a joke that says, like, why does blah, 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 or what does blah, 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 you all have to say, why? You know, or, like, what? Okay. So, so it's like it's, Who's yeah. there? Who exactly? Thank Big you. response. So that I, Got it. So that I'm not like, oh, no, I'm going to get yanked off the stage. <laughs> okay. Crickets. So, so, oh, I run the Mermaid podcast, which is about mer- mermaids. That's wait. So, yeah, you podcast about mermaids and ranch dressing. Uh, now it's going to be the ranch dressing podcast. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be a massive hit. Actually, one of my favorite games is like, can I play Six Degrees of Mermaids and relate anything to like to connect two things? Like, totally interesting to mermaids, and I'm like, I bet. I bet I could. Ranch dressing goes on salad. Salad can be made out of seaweed. Mermaids eat seaweed. There you go. Oh, my <laughs> need to be God. Yeah, that's so. my mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's really good at this. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so I read the Mermaid Cup podcast, so I had to think of, like, a really uh, like a mermaid joke for you. So I, I consulted, actually, with a friend of mine who is a professional comic, and I was like, how is this? And then she okay. did homework. I did homework. I did homework. I was like, this is wartime. You have to bring your A game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So the joke that she okayed, what? It goes like this. Why was the mermaid embarrassed? Why? Because she saw the ship's bottom. (laughs) (laughs) He touched the butt. Yeah. I thought of that too. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Oh, Laura Von Holt, Mermaid Podcast. <laughs> All right, Laura, who's, who's next? Uh, I'm going to go with Kelly. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do. I do have a joke. Um, Wait, Curtis- what's your podcast? What's your podcast oh, name? Oh yeah. Me. Um, so I'm Kelly. I host Boobies and Newbies yeah. and it's a romance novel review podcast where I ask mostly people that have never read a romance novel to read their first one with me. Although there's some familiar faces here that have been on the podcast that have definitely read a romance novel. (laughs) When I was on Boobies and Newbies, I said I had amnesia. That way I don't have any of the books I've ever read ever. It works out perfectly. (laughs) And you know what? Usually when we have people that have read them, I still try to find something that maybe is like a trope that they haven't read or like a style they haven't read. So yeah, we have a lot of fun. Okay, so what's your joke? <laughs> okay, so I, it's so funny. I wish I could say I came up with this myself, but I have been following uh, the author, romance author, Robin Bielman on Twitter, and she has been posting a joke every day <laughs> just to Aww. kind of like brighten, you know, the Twitter feed. And so this, I think, was my favorite one that she shared a couple days ago. So. What did the fisherman say to the magician? What? What? Pick a cod, any cod. Oh, <laughs> God. This is so amazing. It's so good. Oh, God. So good. Oh, oh God. She's got so many more, too. So if you so feel good. like you need a joke a day to just brighten your day, Robin Bielman. <laughs> yes, yes. That was really good. <laughs> Zoe, do you want to go next? Um, sort of. Kelsey and I are sort of together because we share yes. a podcast. Okay. Um, we did not bring like a joke per se. We because we're we were bad and like we should have just like Googled one and I'm sorry that we didn't. <laughs> but like we were talking about this beforehand and we're like, what do we what do we do? But we were both talking about some funny memes that we've seen recently that like just really bring a smile to our face. But I think Kelsey maybe had something also before that, right? Oh yeah. First off, because we're this is an hour of mayhem. I wanted to give a pro oh, tip, guys. Yeah, we didn't talk about our podcast. Oh yeah, so our podcast, podcast for everyone who doesn't know is Tea and Strumpets. So from Such the host of name. Tea and Strumpets, we're going to give you a pro tip. Your teacup can also be your wine glass. Oh my god, Perfect. that goes along with ranch dressing. Mind blowing life tip and. Kelsey, if you keep your bottle in one hand and your teacup in the other, you won't be able to touch your face. <laughs> That's there also you know. true. Oh. 
<laughs> yes. And on Tea and Strumpets, we also review romance novels, but we do just like Regency, historical, Victorian. Like we're stuck in Europe talking about that time because that's like all that Kelsey and I really love to read. We're just like stuck in our little little zone. Yeah. But we love I like to venture out for werewolves and vampires Ooh. once in a yeah. while, but uh-huh. um, I really like to live in my historical bubble, which is fine. Uh, yes. Also, when there's werewolves in historical bubbles, like that's why I really like the Gail Carringer series of Parasol Protectorates. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. I made pesto at home the other day, and all I could think about was the Parasol Protector and how pesto yeah. is the ultimate. So, pesto for anyone who doesn't know and hasn't read these books is the ultimate um, stopper of evil paranormal creatures. It's like kryptonite. Garlic right? in pesto. Yeah. Repels the vampires, but it turns out werewolves are allergic to basil. So it is the perfect combination to ward off your vampires and your werewolves because neither one of them can stand the other. Yeah, who knew? So pesto, guys. Also, garlic is really like antimicrobial or antiviral, so maybe it's also good for the quarantine times. Mm, And it tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. Super into it. Um, but yes, as far as other funny things I've seen, and I've been feeling this personally because it's I'm in California and we had a lot of sun in February, which meant everything started to bloom and spring very rapidly because we had crazy warm weather and no rain. Yep. So allergy season's been really bad, guys. Oh. So what I've seen on the <laughs> internet, which is the best, is the new 2020 game is plague. Or pollen. Explain <laughs> your sneeze. Perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It's like a game show. I know. I read it and I was like, I connect yeah. with this so hard because I did. I was at work and I work with animals. I work in the outside and I was sneezing, but it's because I was with dust and pollen and animals. And I was like, I hope no one thinks I'm sick. It was yeah. just a sneeze. I swear. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'm in New York and they, for the first time have let restaurants deliver alcohol, which was never a thing. So I was very excited and got some takeout margaritas and was so thrilled to have like a restaurant margarita. Like I almost cried and I'd ordered two big ones to like, just in case, you know, I mean, you have to stop. Yeah. There you and go. then I got very excited and was on like a zoom call with friends and drank them and was like, Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is and that then, why the ra- the ranch dressing happened? No, that did not previously happen. That was oh, just a okay. panic. That was just a panic insomnia purchase. Um, um, but the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, God, my throat. Oh, God, my head. Oh, my God, I have COVID. And then I was like, no, no, no. Remember, remember, this is a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Hungover. <laughs> Seriously. So, oh, my yeah, gosh. That's also the like da- the dangerous game that, you- that we play, <laughs> like drinking alone in my apartment. <laughs> So I had one more meme that I wanted to share, which is like, it's the favorite one that I have come across of this whole times. And there are some, there are some good memes right now. Like this is, this is definitely it, but it's the one about Gaston and it's oh, no one cleans like, like Gaston. Gaston. Quarantine like, like Gaston. Gaston. No one stops spreading COVID-19 like Gaston. <laughs> so, and like, if anybody's listened to our podcast, I don't think that I, or maybe Kelsey also could love Beauty and the Beast more. <laughs> so like, I just, oh my God, I just, that made me laugh so hard and it gets in my head all the time now. So, I mean, I feel like Someone needs to write out the whole song. Like, oh yeah, he's no longer expectorating. You know, <laughs> things like that. There's just there is there is something there, and yeah, I love it. That, and I also saw yesterday that you know someone posted a thing about um, how they totally get how our meme culture is like how, you know, people in Victorian times wrote like songs about the plague, you know, yes. like bring around the rosy kind of thing. And it is yeah. like, it is kind of mind blowing. Like that is how we're using memes right now to like make light of it and have laugh, a laugh. through our pain. Yes. <laughs> so. Also, Gaston is totally the guy that like went to Florida for spring break and was like, if I get it, I get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then like went to his grandmother's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Gaston yeah. is like irredeemable in my eyes. Yeah. I, I'm not a Gaston fan, but like yeah. that's very clever and I love it very much. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I love yeah. that there's so many songs that people are rewriting the lyrics mm-hmm. to right now. Like I've seen 
so many different covers of so many different songs, but done. My favorite, I think, is the video that people made. That was um, the main song, One Day More. From oh, Les yeah, from Les Mis. Mm-hmm. And Beth, it's just the family and the kids. Yeah, oh, and it's people oh. in all these different locations. And, like, they're holding their dogs and, like, blankets over there. Oh, it's oh, everything. I didn't see that one. I saw a different One Day More with a whole family of, uh, of like, from the UK. And they got their kids all singing it. And they had really funny lyrics. So now we're going to have to switch links because I oh, need to see okay. her. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Les Mis is the one that's going around. <laughs> well, yeah. Les Mis is great. <laughs> it, it fits, right? It's yeah. happy. It's got yeah. sad times. It's got hard times. And they come through at and the end. Well, most of them do. Some of them like. There's a part, if you have a large family, there's a part for like everyone to sing. They're like, oh, okay, I can, I can hit this range and I can like do this harmony. So yeah, it's like. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's why it works. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I feel like show tunes is just like a whole other stage too. When like I was listening to regular music and now I'm just listening to show tunes while I'm working at home and it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is a whole level and I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Show tunes are my life. That's yeah. like 90% of my yeah. iPod because I still listen to an iPod. Oh. I wouldn't even know where one was. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had one at some point, but who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. But I, so I am also a show tunes gal, but uh, for literally the past uh, three years, I've just had one album on repeat and it's the only one I listen to to this day. It's Hamilton. Sorry. I just can't get, I can't like, I just yeah. always want to listen to it. And I know that there's so many other good ones. Like I really want to like get into Hades town. Like there's mm. been a lot since Hamilton, but like, I but if you're going to pick one, love. yeah, if you're going to pick one to stick to Hamilton is a great one. Just, it's also great. I have uh, been on a, also a musical person. And uh, <laughs> I, I haven't yet watched it because the first night I went to go watch it, I realized we had to actually like plug in the DVD player. Um, <laughs> so, oops. Well, that at was least you didn't have effort. to find a VCR. You know? Yeah, no, that was good. Mm. Yeah, at least I didn't have to find a VCR. I just had to plug in a DVD player. But uh, yeah, I've just been really craving the Music Man because oh. if anything just makes you happy in a sad time, it's the Music Man. But like original one, right? Oh, like not oh, the Robert Matthew Broderick one. Okay, got oh, it. No, no, I'm sorry. I had a very heated discussion with my friends <laughs> about this one. They're like, "Oh, but the Matthew Broderick one." I was like, "No, uh-uh. no. Robert Preston." Sorry. Yep, it's like, the best. Sorry. It's so good. I don't know what you're talking about. I refuse. My favorite part of that movie is like the one Grecian urn. Like <laughs> the, la- the ladies have the tableau and they just like switch yep. positions. and Grecian urn. Yeah. I performed in the music band in high school and that's yeah. who I played. The oh. man of life. <laughs> no way. A little talk, a little cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. It's the best role of my life. <laughs> but like. Can we just like have just a moment? I still don't understand Shapoopy. <laughs> it's, it's just happy. It's just it's also really and sometimes like is in your head for a week. I mean, it just happens. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like super califragilisticexpialidocious yeah, from Mary Poppins. You're like, why do we need this? No, but I'm here for it. Super mm-hmm. here for it. Anyhow, I was also in the music band, but I was just chorus. So uh, good times though. Good, good times. His, uh, musical theater times, but I think Sarah owes us a joke still. Okay. Yes, Sarah. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, God, the pressure. No, no. Just, I have a story to tell you after you tell your joke about oh, a joke okay. that you told that I still remember. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I end, I end every episode yeah. with a really it's, bad joke. Exactly. Like your reward for listening to the outro is you mm-hmm. get a really, really terrible ter- now people are starting to send me terrible jokes which is like the greatest you know oh, it's awesome um but i like become like a connoisseur of them and i like torture my family how bad is this they're like oh that's not bad enough it's pretty bad but that's not bad enough all right so this is i i, I pulled the fam and the fam okay. has voted for the following this is my favorite bad joke okay perfect so a pirate walks into a bar and the bartender says excuse me Sir, do you know that you have a ship's wheel sticking out of the front of your pants? And the pirate says, Arr, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's so dumb, right? Oh, that's fantastic, though. Oh, yeah, I, just, 
I just imagine like like to the northwest, you know, five knots. It's driving me nuts. I was really waiting. I wasn't sure where that was going to go, and that was that wasn't what I was seeing. No, no, you can never predict where that joke's going to go. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Um, the joke that I almost told, but then I was like, what if Sarah wants to use her own Sarah's joke? Oh, God. It's, it's, I don't know why this is the one that's stuck in, because I listen to the jokes at the end of your podcast all the time. But Thank this you. is the one that, like, one day I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and I'm probably going to remember it wrong, but I'll try to tell it. So the joke that I remember is, what happens when you smack Dwayne Johnson on the bum? <sighs> what? What? <laughs> You've hit rock bottom. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would argue you'd hit the top of the mountain on that one. Oh, oh yeah. So but there you go. <laughs> right. For me, it would be a reach up. I'd be like a slap slap. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So that, you know, that's the one that really stuck in my mind, Sarah. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that that's the one that's stuck with you. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I, it's a mystery. It's a good visual. <laughs> I, think, I think sometimes I kind of know where they're going and I'm like, oh, I see, I see it coming. And this one I was like, never. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I have to ask have any of you been watching Tiger King? <gasps> no. No, I'm not yet. I mean, I get nervous. What? Then I'm not going to share. My friend me on to the best show ever. What? Oh, what? Kelsey, what? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a really big fan of like uplifting British reality TV. <gasps> Love. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm assuming we're all a fan of the great British Bake Off. Assuming. Yes, Assuming. Yes. So she turned me on. So there's, it's called the Great Pottery Throwdown. And it's oh, the same premise, it. but they're potters and they have to make things out of clay. Oh. And you can find three seasons of it on YouTube. Yes. So oh comforting. That's so comforting. And we watched three episodes last night. She told me about this and I was like, yes, this is the kind of uplifting TV in my life right now. This is yeah. all I need. Yes. Let me tell you, you're probably getting much different feelings out of that than you will out of Tiger King. <laughs> so that's yeah. good. Tiger, Tiger King is like, I can understand the allure of it, but I think it is one of those things that I know that I will ultimately not be able to look away from and also hate watching. So yeah. like, I'm like, that's not the feeling I'm looking for right now. So you're you know, looking I mean, for feel good British reality TV. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I watched Monty Don on Gardener's World. The new season just started. It's lovely. That's what I. That's what John needs to watch. <laughs> that's I told what we him need. he needed to watch. I, he was like, "Where does Zoe get all her gardening advice?" And I was like, "She watches some British Gardener. I think it's With Monty scarf. Don from that other show you've been watching." <gasps> yes, I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I, you guys have the best recommendations. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is great. This sounds so peaceful. You know what else is on YouTube is British Bake Off Junior. Oh, which what? is like, yeah. okay. So you know how there's, um, the one show with Gordon Ramsay and he yells at people a lot, but then oh, there's when... Master Chef Jr. And he's like, the I watched that one. The kindest, like, like, like super adorable cooking like, dad. Yeah. 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 Like, like, okay, it's going to be yeah. all right. This is fun. And, and you know, he's going to yell at some grown up like, this looks like Gandhi's flip flop. Where's the lamp <laughs> Spilled everything on the floor. We're gonna make this work. We're all good. So yeah. it's that only even more. Like you take that sort of affectionate, loving, sort of gentle gentleness, and then you mm-hmm. mix it with Bake Off. So do you remember? Um, is I'm gonna have to look this up because I'm afraid I'm gonna get it wrong. I want to say it's Liam Junior Bake Off. Okay. I get. Do I win a Do I win a prize for being the first person during the during the um, during the recording to have to Google something? Yes, I hope I get a big prize. You get a bottle of ranch dressing. Okay, (laughs) good. I'm having pizza. Rush it over. (laughs) Do you remember Liam from season eight? He was. uh, He's super adorable, and so Prue is one of the judges. And then there's this weird comedian who wears these really long collars. I don't quite understand it. But Liam was in the eighth season. He was super adorable. Everyone loved him. 
So he's one of the judges and he like totally bonds with these kids and they do two sets. So there's a first set of kids and then the second set of kids and they get it down to, I think four, and then they join them together to get to the end and sick adorableness, like just absolutely precious, like the best moments of Bake Off just distilled and then with adorable children making adorable things. Yes. And I'm I follow all, I follow some of the winners of the last season on Instagram. So like <laughs> bakes by Amal. Here's Amal in her kitchen and she's making this cake that is just like absolutely off the chain, gorgeous with like macarons and everything. And I'm like, this is amazing. So I but here's the question about the juniors though, is like they're incredible talent. Sorry, Zoe. I know no, it's fine. <laughs> I just need I just needed to know if they have shorter countertops or step stools. <laughs> Oh. They have both, I think. <gasps> okay. Because, like, a- okay. adorable idea of, like, the countertops being, like, smaller, like, also is awesome. But then, like, also all of them on step stools also is, like, really cute. So I just don't know. It just sounds And then weird. the older kids help the younger kids put their aprons on because they can't figure out how to tie. So there's oh. always footage of them running around and tying each other's aprons on. I'll help you. I'll help you. It's okay. All right. Hold on. I'll hold your hair. It's okay. And then if, like, something happens, they all rush over to help the other person. It's... Feel good British reality TV. This is it's all I want in so my good. life. It Plus, is I'm sure so they all good. have adorable British accents, which oh. is like, that's enough. That's enough for me. And there's some, there are some kids who are from parts of England where the accent is very, very specific. Oh. And I'm like, this is amazing. I've never heard this accent on television before. <laughs> like, please, just this is incredible. It's yeah. so cool. Because I forget, you know, we only get like a small portion of the the regional variation of, of yes. British accents. And then right. you get to some very specific locations like, whoa, we are speaking the same language, except not at all. We're wow. speaking the same language, but I don't understand a word you're saying. That's right. Yeah. Not, a, not, a, not a one. It's so good. It's so good. Aww. I feel like whenever I go to Scotland, I'm like back in like the middle English, middle ages times, like before the great vowel shift. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm from the future. <laughs> For the great vowel shift. You're the only yeah. other person I know who talks about the great vowel <laughs> shift. Like, I wore though, because I've heard like I've heard people be like, oh, I'll read Shakespeare or Chaucer as it like sounded, and I'm like, oh. that's Scottish. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. We every time that, that we have to like read a Scottish sentence from one of our books, like <laughs> It is, you'd think that one day we'd go and like try to practice a little bit of the Scottish accent, but like, for goodness sakes, we never do. And it's always just like this laughing incident where we try to read the quote and neither of us can like even say like, ugh, no, or ugh, nay. Yeah. The meal comes after lunch, yeah. dinner. Yeah. It, that's, I always it's practice cool. it when I read Scottish romance because I, I have to like try to understand what they're trying to say. So like I, the one phrase that I've caught on to is I didn't can. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know why it's that, but it is. <laughs> does anybody remember- watch out? Oh, sorry, Sarah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, does anybody watch Outlander? Because I feel like their accents have gotten like thinner as like the seasons have gone. Oh, yeah. I, don't I don't know if it's because like, they're I, in yeah, America or like season. Yeah. Well, it's the only I season. I do hear to watch. they're in America now. <laughs> they're in, they're in a, yeah, they're in America. I don't know why. I didn't it's read this fault. far in the books. Um, yeah, it's our fault. I didn't read this we far in the books. I don't know why they're in America. I just want them to go back to like riding horses and having sex in Scotland. And then I realized that's why the entire like Scottish historical romance subgenre exists because like Outlander went other places and you're like, no, 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 go back to the, the, the yeah. more. <laughs> I love a good Scottish historical romance. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do when I can understand what they're saying. That's true. That's true. Sometimes I really can't. miss. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's a delicate balance of writing those, of like using enough Scottish stuff to like make it feel, have that flavor and then also not like intimidating or like irritating to the reader. But I think that's like a lot of historical romance. Like how much do you want to put in there to like make it feel like it's of that period? And how much do you want to like not talk about? Because we know everybody had syphilis, but that's not romantic. So (laughs) we know there's garbage and bodies in the Thames. We don't, but we don't need to highlight that. But she did fall at the Thames and then he pulled her out and then she got a fever and that's sexy, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) I do wonder like what dating is going to be like when the quarantines are over because I live in New York. I'm like, are we all going to be like did you have it did you not have it like 
Oh yeah. Did you hear experience? Like, did you hear that? Like dating apps are up like 20% as Mm -hmm. of quarantine. Yeah. Because people are like stuck at home and you know, they're like, well, I don't want this to stop me from like meeting people. It's, and it's also gone back. I heard someone say they did like a a Skype date where they like watched a movie at the same time over yep. Skype. And I was like, I did that 10 years ago in college. Oh. Yeah. I also <laughs> read about a couple. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I read about a couple who got in their own cars and met at a restaurant and got takeout and then parked their cars so that they were facing opposite directions and could just talk through the windows. Yeah. So they were the appropriate distance having their meal together from the yeah. same restaurant, but in their, in their own cars. I was like, People are so ingenious. There's a guy in Brooklyn who like, he's been on TikTok because he saw like a girl across dancing on her rooftop. So yes, I saw that. And then like he put himself in a bubble and walked over to her house so they could like go on a date. And yeah. they got stopped by the cops for not being too close. But then the cop is like, oh, I saw you on the news. So you can like keep having your date. It was and, cute. Yeah, it was cute. cute. I'm really rooting cute. for them. Yeah. Yeah, very. I mean, I, I that was another meme that I saw where it was like people, men, you're gonna have to like revert back to the 19th century and actually like woo a woman and send her letters. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to get creative. So maybe I should go on the dating yeah. app. I just was like, I was afraid that like I would only feel comfortable to like date someone in my building, but then that would like ruin my building for me. Yeah, that's yeah. like getting your yeah. sausage where you get your bacon. You yeah, don't do I don't want to do that. Do that. No. So I you do know what's going to happen. Mm. We're going to go back to like historical romance fan yes. language. Yes. Like we're going to have to signal each other. Oh, like we're putting notes on the right. We're going to have our fans like, I don't want to talk to you. We'll have like flower code. Like, oh, yeah. Whatever flower means, like, please fuck off and die. Like, yeah, but we'll have like, wait, is there cursing on y'all's podcast? Because there's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, I just about romance novels and sex oh, stuff. Yeah. So, like, yes, but it's also the genre of a million euphemisms. <laughs> so, we're going to bring back like fan language and flower language so we can communicate from a distance. Like, no, I do not wish to speak with you. Yeah. <laughs> fan left, swiping left now. Goodbye. <laughs> how, my question is, how long is it going to take until we have like our first? COVID-19 quarantine romance novel like because um, I know like that like 10 minutes ago 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but, like <laughs> I for sure have read some fan fiction already that's like trying to make quarantine sexy I um I I think I started to write something to like as a something for my newsletter so that like a scene of like one of my couples and what they're doing in quarantine but mm. they're like already together so it's just like no, that's cute. I like that yeah, idea. Thank you. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, it's really fun. It's really just my own dystopian fantasies that I just projected onto um, a couple. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> we need that. We need thanks. that at this time. Yeah. <laughs> I just found one. Don't fucking kiss me. A quarantine themed bonus novella. Catherine <laughs> <laughs> Evans. I like that one. That's a really good title. That's yeah. a great title. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I feel like fan. Chuck Tingle's got to write something. Oh, totally. Oh, you know there's going to be a Tingler. Yeah. yeah. What would be What would me. be your like uh, romance quarantine novella title if you ladies wrote Ooh. one? Well, I was trying to figure out what to name my scene, and I I couldn't because I was like, love in the time of COVID is going to be taken, so I'm yeah. not going to like. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's yeah. that one like rolls right off the tongue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's a good one, though. <laughs> yeah. Corona Lingus. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. That's what I like to hear. The yeah. end of social distancing. I throw in my – I throw in the towel. I, <laughs> I, like, I was even trying to make, like, a mermaid pun, but I haven't, like, gotten that, like, I don't know. No. Something, something in the sea, like fish in the sea, more yeah. fish in the sea, something. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Big D in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Sarah, it's like you're a professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I think mine is not going to come out as well, but it would be something like, send me pizza and maybe we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, romantic. Six feet away or <laughs> we're together forever. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be a good one? Because people, there's those memes that are like, you know, pretend like you're in a Jane Austen movie and you can't like get closer. Yeah. And it would would just be like, no, we mustn't. (laughs) No, we mustn't. mustn't. Together (laughs) apart. Yes. Oh, that's a heartfelt, like, you're walking on a beach kind of one. There's a a dog in a beach chair. That's good. It's where they wave to each other from across the beach. Yes. (laughs) I thought it's so good. 
Um, I did. So my prediction, I have a prediction for beauty trends, but that will also go into romance. Cause I was thinking like in New York, now they're telling us to wear like face masks all the time. I and some I today. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like you need different skincare. Cause it's like, it, if it's hot, it's going to get sweaty. And then I was like, Oh, beauty, like all the beauty trends will be like a bold eye instead of a bold lip. Ooh. And, and my friend was like, my friend was telling me, she's like, yeah, I live in Dubai and like people will get professionally makeup done because they're already wearing like a face coverage and they have their eye makeup yeah. done professionally and then go to the mall. And I was like, yeah, that's like, we're just going to, sorry, we're going to probably let's borrow that. Um, and then all I was those, like, all those paper masks, yes. like the Korean beauty masks, yes. they're just going to be like, like here yes. and yes. <laughs> legitimately walk out of the house wearing them exactly exactly and then i was thinking you know only like your most intimate friends or family will see your lip color so there'll be this like whole like sexy reveal like 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 we wear a trench coat open it and it's lingerie yes be the new ankle yes exactly and it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a code like do you take off your face mask and if it's a nude lip you want to make out and then but if you have a bold lip you're like stay away we mustn't (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, there's there's the romance novella right there you just yeah. wrote it. yeah yeah, yeah, like the, the like the like I show up. If and the mask like hits the wind and they can just see the outline <laughs> of her, it's like oh, hard on yeah, because he's like, like, oh, I could just see the outline of her lip. <laughs> yeah. Is she winking or is it just pollen? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's <laughs> and then you'll be like, does that guy have a beard? I don't even know. <laughs> he does now. Yeah, he does. He does now. He can't get a good seal with a beard. Yeah. Oh. I say that, and my husband totally has a beard, and that beard's not going away. <laughs> so, what are you all doing, like, to keep yourselves sane uh, while you're home? Like, what are your what are your sanity? You know, trying to keep your life normal tips for yourself or for others, because. I've got a couple, so I was curious what everybody else has. I want to hear yours. Yeah, I want to hear yours. Okay, so thanks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, But so actually, the first one is actually thanks to Kelly, because Mm -hmm. Kelly recommended uh, dancing with Mark uh, K. I can't pronounce it. On Instagram. Um, He's a guy that was on So You Think You Can Dance. I totally watched every season of So You Think You Can Dance. Not recent ones, but the old ones. So I saw his season. And he was also one of Lady Gaga's backup dancers. And every single day of the week for the last three weeks at 2 p.m., Mark does a live dance session for 20 minutes. It's and so much fun. It is, it's gotten me like up and doing exercise, which I haven't been for the past few months because I haven't been feeling so great. And so like, it just like, it's so fun. You don't have, and he's like, so positive. And he's always like, you're here. Every new breath is like a chance to start over. Like you're doing great. He's like, so, so positive, so fun. And then he usually does like a warm up, which is pretty easy. And then he'll do a dance and everything is like sets of four. And it's simple things like, you know, this and this, and you can totally dance along with him, but it's like, it is a workout and it's fun. And it's like, great music. And then like at the end, it's just like a dance party for a song usually. And it's so fun. So fun. Are you actually dancing along with him? I mean, I've literally like the last seven days I have done it. So thank thank you for turning me on to that. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. Yeah. Most days I do it too. And he's very chill about it too. Like he'll say, you know, follow my moves if you want or else just like dance your ass off, whatever. And then at the end, he throws on a wig and, um, you know, throws Betty in the air like a boss. And it's so much fun. It just definitely, it's, I love that it's in the middle of the day too. Like it's 2 p.m. Pacific, so 5 p.m. Eastern. And it just definitely gives you nice, a nice little boost. Totally. I have had so much fun dancing with him. Like he is a bright spot of my day. And because he does something a little different every day, it's, it's new. And so you always are like, well, what song is it going to be today? Or what dance? And yesterday I encountered a dance that I'd done already with him. And I was like, yeah, I know this one. Like I'm rocking. I got this. (laughs) So yeah, I really, I, I really can't recommend it more. And if you just like search like March, Mark K Instagram dancing, like a bunch of articles will pop up and I can say though, one of the things that I learned from the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, who also do the Feminist Survival Project 2020 podcast, which is part of the Frolic Network, is that dancing and getting up and moving around actually completes the stress cycle of your body. Uh, 
so that your your body has a i didn't know this until i read this book but your body has a process that it goes to when it react when it reacts to stress and there's all these chemicals and things that go up and down and that's part of what you know where the fight or flight like response comes from Mm -hmm. but so if you're having like a really stressful day at work and then you deal with the person who's giving you stress you you have dealt with the cause of the stress you've dealt with that person but you haven't dealt with the stress in your body but getting up to dance or take a walk or make something or just, you know, dance around your kitchen, that actually completes the stress cycle of your body and gives you all these nice, lovely chemicals with which to like bathe your brain with joy. So that so the idea that it helps is like totally scientifically grounded, which I think is so great because I need a reason to dance around my kitchen like a complete goober. Like every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, it 100% has like definitely improved my mood, Boost. you know, yep. and even like I said, if even if you're not a dancer or anything like that, like it's all just moves anybody can do. Also, he'll post videos of all the kids doing his dance videos. I've seen some of the videos. I saw his story and he was like posting like everyone he did it. You see the kids and they're so into it. And I was like, look yeah. at these precious angels. <laughs> Their entire so families do oh. it. And like, you know, me and my roommate have done it several times. It's so much fun. It just, you know, Aww. it's like. Again, yeah, you're there's usually happy. like between 1,500 and 2,500 people watching the live story and doing it with him every day. Mm-hmm. Like it's a large group. So he's at MKIK808 on Instagram. Oh, cool. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So join Anyhow. us and dance. Yeah. I'm yeah. Dan. Yeah. So that's that's my tip number, like my top tip, because like even if you don't dance, watching him is also a joy. Like you will feel you yeah. will feel happiness after watching. But I also like did little things where it's like, you know, I made 3 p.m. milk and cookies hour every day on my work. Oh my gosh. I love it. So it's just it's just a time of my day to be like, get up, go have something like a sweet treat, change up your routine, you know, like you need a snack then anyway. So like it was milk and cookies the first week. And then last week I made cupcakes and who knows what I'll make this week. But even if it's like a piece of fruit. Awesome. You know, just, just something to like look forward to. (laughs) That's so much fun. Um, I'm sorry, ladies. I have to go because I have to have a Zoom meeting with my family. Oh, say hello to your whole family. Thank you for joining. Sorry. It was so lovely to see you guys and talk with you guys. And you've really like made this hour spectacular. And I hope you continue your great conversation. But I'm going to go spread the joy to the rest of my family. Please do. Spread that joy. Bye, Bye. Kels. Um, I have um, like comfort pro tips that – so the first, the first is like a reading thing. So Ice Planet Barbarians is my my comfort read by Ruby Dixon, and I haven't read the whole series because every time I read one, I'm like I have to save the next one for like in case of emergency. In and then case I'm like, of emergency. Oh, oh my god, we're in emergency. We are an emergency. Huh? Um, but then I still like wasn't buying the next one that I hadn't read because I was like I don't know how long this is gonna go on, so I'll just reread. And then if I feel like like I need the next one, then it's like, okay, so I'll have it. And she has like 20 million books. So I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. I've got time. Like we're, <laughs> we're good. Um, but I've been rereading that. And then I also started reading um, a book about their, about the, it's the four horsemen and they are paired with like human women and four. So. Oh, the philosophy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I it's thought Laura that Thalassa. too. Yeah. And so it's, it's um, pestilence is the first book. And I was like, this is now the time to read this. And it's been like really helping me because I'm like, Pestilence is just doing his job. Like he has one job and it's disease. Like he can't help it, you know, like that's just his thing. And so like, and also like the, his plague sounds way worse than what's happening. So I'm like, we're fine. And also pestilence is going to like, he's going to catch feelings and have humanity and then everybody will be healed. Like it's totally fine. So that book is really helping me as like my spiritual Zen of like pestilence is just going to pestilence. Like (laughs) I Um, love that. Uh, I do want to say, though, if anyone is listening and is thinking about reading it, that book is, has a lot of content and trigger warnings in terms of, yes. of violence. Like, yeah. you, there's, a, there's a violence threshold that, that you, you kind of have to be ready for. That I part was, was not totally prepared. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was not like, prepared. Oh, it's the end times, which also yeah. is comforting me because I am like, oh, I in comparison, I feel okay. But yes, it's very violent. Yes, so I want to make sure to say that. Don't read that if that's going to be a problem. But if, right. if you have a dark sense of humor and you're comforted by by like weird comparisons, like I'm, I'm enjoying like sexy pestilence. I don't know. Yes. I don't know why that's a, no other time would I be into it, but I'm like, I'm into sexy pestilence right now. <laughs>
Hey, um, I mean, that's awesome though. I liked that book a lot too. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing that I think is funny, cause I'm like, I'm like, how, like, how will I grow as a person during this time? Will I grow as a person? And, and I live near Battery Park and I, my plant identification extends to flower versus tree versus bush. And that's like, as deep level as I go. But now like I'm walking to the park and I'm like have a plant app and I'm taking photos and I'm like identifying their genus and their species. And like I'm, I'm now like an amateur botanist. And I'm like, this is a Love Turkish. But that's such a good anxiety technique. Exactly. That's awesome. That's <laughs> a good anxiety and te- technique. It's gonna help you identify like what are you looking at? What is yes. happening? And I mean, like you were saying, um, I think it was was Zoe and Kelsey were talking about how all of the spring showed up at once. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm outside DC and the same thing happened. We had hardly any winter. Spring rolled up way early. Like you could see the pollen on the cars. If your car was blue, it is now green. Surprise. It, it, just noticing the change of the seasons is so helpful. So what a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, I'm just a botanist yeah. now. And I downloaded a PDF from the Battery <laughs> Park website. Yeah. yeah, I just am. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a Turkish glory of the snow. But that is a Greek glory of the snow, just so <laughs> you guys know. Okay. Hair flip. <laughs> yeah, but there's one tree There's one tree that I cannot identify. And it's like, every time I take a picture of it, it tells me it's a dicot. And I don't know what a dicot is because I think it's like a super, super... Like, like it's all many shrubs fall under that category. And so I, I can't take, take that tree picture yeah. and put it on Reddit. There's a subreddit called uh, what plant is this? What plant is this? I was in like just thinking minute. that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm so out of the loop when it comes to plants. <laughs> well, I mean, I she's know. a botanist now. I'm just a botanist her. now. I'm just a just botanist now, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like guilty. I'm that person that like will kill a succulent. So it's I I wish that I could have more plants in my life. Like I do. But I have killed every plant in my apartment, but outside someone else takes care of them. So I can identify. That's a good point. That's maybe this is a good trade off is that I can enjoy the plants and learn things, but also that's not my job. Oh yeah. It's like someone else is the gardener and I'm just like, <laughs> get it to be like, well, actually <laughs> your plant. I love that. I've been like, my like survival technique is like to try to keep things like as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I know that that's not possible for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But for me, I live off of like lists, like to-do lists, mm-hmm. my calendar and everything. Like it just it gives me a sense of my, a sense of peace. And so I've been like making a list like once a week and just sort of like checking things off. And, you know, if they don't get checked off, they move on to the next list. So that's been kind of my way. And then watching a lot of things that I just, you know, haven't, I I guess I've been more in a watching mood than a reading mood Mm -hmm. lately, which is, I I feel like that's weird because like I read all the time, you know, for the podcast and Um, I have friends who are like, now I have opportunities to read for the first time in so long. And I have those opportunities too. And I've been doing a lot of rereading, but I think I'm at the point where I've kind of settled into quarantine a little bit. So I did download like seven new books on my Kindle yesterday. So I'm ready to read. Awesome. Sarah, what about you? My technique is to do as much as possible, do what I feel like doing. If I feel like playing a video game, I'm going to go play a video game. Um, If I feel like changing what we're having for dinner and making something much more comforting, I'm going to do that. If I I make sure that I work out as much as I possibly can, like I try not to skip a workout just and if you would like a music recommendation, Dua Lipa's new album, Future Nostalgia, oh, is so It's so good. So, so good. good. Okay. It, her whole goal was to make it like a jazzercise class. So it is Ooh. perfect for like- I would go to that class. I would go to that class. Okay. It's so good. So I was watching The Voice and she was one of the like yes. coaches on it. And I was like, who is she? Like, I've never, <laughs> ever heard of her. I was like, I'm sure I've like heard one of her songs, but yep. like- 
because I don't even listen to the radio. I just listen to podcasts or Hamilton. <laughs> I was like, who is this girl? But like jazzercise type eighties influenced a little bit. Like that is my jam. So oh, you're going to love this. Check out her new it's album. So good. I yeah. I have, and I don't listen to albums like start to finish. I have been listening to this on repeat just because it's so much fun. If it gets stuck in my head, I'm not annoyed. So Dua Lipa, future nostalgia is one thing. And then I also make sure that I take a walk every day. I have to go, I have to walk my dogs anyway. And I'm allowed mm-hmm. to do that. And I, we know the routes where we can go where we won't run into people. So I go outside for a walk every day. And it really helps me because I'm forced to slow down. And I can't do a lot of things while I'm walking. I'm just either, as I said during our seminar, when someone's listening to your podcast, they are also probably picking up poop. Because that's what people do when they walk their dogs. They're listening to podcasts. So I have the opportunity. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, Podcast, poop bag. You you have to have both. So I I get to go out and walk and slow down and notice that, you know, the world is continuing to grow and change and the trees are pretty and the pollen is everywhere. But I get outside, which is the other thing that I make sure, like bottom line, I do. And I am also I'm also baking a lot, which is good because I have yeah. I have teenagers, and then they eat all the all of the stuff, which is great because I don't eat. Well, it <laughs> and like you mentioned, with the whole dance being like a process to like process yeah. your um, what did you say, your anxiety or process uh, complete your stress cycle. It's from the your movie, stress the, cycle. the book, the book Burnout by uh, Emily and Amelia Dombrowski. Yeah. I've read lots of really good things about how baking like makes yeah. you feel fantastic. And I know that it's hard for to find some of the ingredients some places, but I mean, you know, I've got a cake mix in the cupboard. So, so you, I'll, I'll tell you one funny thing before we go. My neighbor, so we've all been texting each other um, on my street. Like I'm going to Costco. I'm going to Safeway. What do you need? Can I get you something? Does anyone have this? And my neighbor her brother was like, I can't find flour. I really want to bake and I cannot find flour. So her husband was at Costco. He's like, oh, I found flour. I think it's a 25 pound bag. She's like, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. And he's like, okay, sure. No problem. Brings home the flour. And she goes out to the car and I hear, Sarah, do you need some flour? And I was like, <laughs> not really. What's wrong? And I go over, it's a 50 pound bag <gasps> of flour that he bought. It is as big as I am. It was massive. And she's like standing there with two bags of white powder. Like, that's not suspicious. She's like, do, do, you, want some, do you want some flour? You can have some flour if you would like because I have 50 pounds of flour. So yeah, we are, we are all flour. baking on this street. <laughs> like, I'll just like, I'll give you sugar. You give me vanilla. But the flour, we're covered. We're totally covered. All of us yeah. had big bags of white powder on the porch. <laughs> We're super cool here. <laughs> I have to say, if anything good has come out of this, I feel like there's definitely a great sense of community amongst yeah. a lot of people. Like I know, I know we read stories about people like rioting places too, but I feel like I've read so many more positive stories and yeah. like heard testimonies from people just about how everyone's being a lot more understanding because we're all in the same circumstances right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at us. Here we are. Here we are. Podcast Network hanging out. Which I think is a good way to wrap it up, right? That we like are here together. And now you've heard our lovely voices and want to listen to all our podcasts. Obviously. (laughs) All right. So starting with Laura, where can people find your podcast? You can find me, Laura Von Holtz, at the Mermaid Podcast at mermaidpodcast.com. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Kelly, what about you? You can find Boobies and Newbies at Boobies Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We've got a Facebook page, and I am launching boobiesandnewbies.com this month. Yes. Okay. I just want you to know when I, I was a guest on your show, it said on my calendar, hold boobies. Aww. Yes. My <laughs> husband was like, what, what, what are we doing? What's, what's this Hold about? them. Never <laughs> let go. Explain that, explain that one. Just hold them up. <laughs> Zoe and, and and Kelsey and Absentia, where can people find you? We are T and Strumpets, and you can find us on our website, which is romancepod.com. Or, I know, yeah, premium domain. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, that or uh, on social media, we are at T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, Strumpets, T and Strumpets. 
And if you don't remember all of that, you can also find all of us at frolic.media slash podcast and find all the other podcasts that are That's in the right. network. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely so true. Our frolic fam. Yay. Yeah. But Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Sarah, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm at Smart Podcast. <laughs> you can find Smart Podcast Trashy Books in any podcatcher. And I am always at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. Thank right. you, Laura. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being part of my covert wartime network. <laughs> <So good. laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. Reviews are really important because they help other mermaid lovers find us. The easiest way to leave a review is right in the app that you are using to listen to this episode or leave a review on our Facebook page. If you'd like to stay in touch with us, the best thing to do is sign up for our email list. We only send you emails that you like about new episodes and you will get exclusive behind the scenes content that you won't see anywhere else. Join the email list by dropping your email address into the sign up form, which you can find in any of the episode show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast, and we always love to see you on social media. Again, we'll have links to all of the mermaid news mentioned in this episode on our website, mermaidpodcast.com. Our jingle was recorded by Tori Scott, the world-famous cabaret singer. You can find Tori at itstoriescott.com, and the Mermaid Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Thank you for listening, and remember, don't quit your daydream. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.